so far I have mentioned quite a number of methods for attaining calm and only one for attaining insight the one for attaining insight to watch the impermanence of the breath and go from that to whatever else one can find in oneself which one may find as impermanent or if you find something that's permanent I ask you to let me know now that is so far been the only insight method other than labeling thoughts if that's still necess- necessary all the others that we have uh, discussed and uh, done are for coming to the point where the mind stops talking and starts experiencing now in the Buddha's explanation of the mindfulness of the body we come to several other methods of attaining insight meditation methods I just want to repeat that mindfulness of the body pertains to both the meditation as well as outside of the meditation we learn the mindfulness in order to become concentrated the two are not the same mindfulness leads to concentration so attention paying attention to the breath or to the movement of the feet will lead to concentration but it has to be supported by mindfulness of the physical movements outside of the meditation now we come to another method of gaining some insight into absolute reality namely into what we really are to pay attention in a different way to the body in meditation not using the breath or any other movement of the body but using the primary elements of which all bodies consist now when I say all bodies that means everything that has materiality all matter consists of four primary elements and you can check it out yourself whether that is so by thinking of whatever matter you can think of and then checking out whether these four elements are contained therein now the main aspect of interest is that we consist of that and the analysis into these four aspects of the body and the final insight into the fact that that's all there is to this body will first minimize and then eliminate our identification with it 
until that happens we look down like this or into the mirror and are absolutely convinced that that's me who else it's got to be me nobody else around and as long as that is our approach to this body our ego illusion is so strong that we can't really do anything about it except try to have only the best intentions make good karma and become calm in the meditation there's plenty to do that's very important these things but our inside path has to have an opening and that opening has to start with this body so the four primary elements earth, fire, water, air we'll take the earth element first the earth element is solidity everything that's solid within us bones, flesh, sinews, intestines, all of these things, nails, hair. In fact, that what we feel this body to be, solid, touchable, and usually fairly strong sometimes feeling a bit weak but usually it's strong this solidity this whole matter of gravity the heaviness of it all that's earth element now this earth element obviously exists around us the whole planet on which we live is covered by earth so there's plenty of that but earth element is not only earth everything that's solid is earth so we have earth element, earth element, earth element wherever we can touch there's earth element in water we have the earth element because otherwise we couldn't swim in it or paddle a boat over it there has to be some solidity to it in fact there's nothing heavier than water earth element so don't mistake the word earth element to mean it's got to be actually earth it's solidity there's earth element in the air otherwise the birds couldn't fly the airplane would fall down immediately so there is that to be found obviously in different quantities the quantities change of each element compared to the next element now in us there's apparently a lot of it it appears to have we appear to have a lot of this solidity but you'll see in a moment that that too is only an illusion 
because we don't pay enough attention so we don't really know now one of the the easiest one is this is element to become aware of in meditation because there is this body which feels that has this touch sensation now the touch of the body on the pillows there are two earth elements coming together and when they come together often enough and long enough what do we get? unpleasant feeling it's just earth element touching earth element that's all there is to it so that is not difficult to find so if we for instance and it would be probably easier doing it outside but it's just as easy in here sit outside and become aware of the solid element within us and then become aware of that same solid element around us again we can have an understanding of the fact that we are nothing other than all that which surrounds us and we can see quite clearly that we have made something special out of ourselves there used to be a little Zen newspaper in Sydney and it used to be called Nothing Special I thought it was a wonderful name unfortunately they changed it to something with the moon I can't remember what it is now anyway it doesn't make an impression what is it? Mind Moon Circle see I can't even remember it doesn't make any impression on me but nothing special was perfect that's exactly what we need to learn about and not only nothing special but the same as all around now more than that everybody has earth element there isn't a, a single person or a single being anywhere where they, the physical body does not have that be it ever so small or fragile or particularly all the other people around us from whom we always feel so separated and alienated and from whom we would like to have a support system and appreciation and in fact what do we want earth element appreciating earth element we have a totally wrong approach to it all but that comes from the fact that we're looking at it subjectively instead of objectively and insight can only arise with objectivity which means that there is an observer and an observed and not me being caught up in me there's a difference between objectivity and subjectivity so when we have an observer and the observed then we can gain insight and what the Buddha has done which is unique in all spiritual teaching he has brought our attention to matters which we constantly overlook before I ever heard of the Buddha's teaching it never occurred to me that the solidity in my body was earth element whoever thinks of such a thing and scientists who have to do, deal with such matters deal with such matters outside of themselves but not, uh, not within themselves now this 
is part of the mindfulness training, mindfulness of the body, and relates to internal and external mindfulness. If you've ever read any of the Buddhist, um, Buddhist discourses, internal and external mindfulness is mentioned, and this is what it means, knowing about oneself and knowing about outside of oneself. And seeing the relationship, seeing with clarity that there's no difference. And earth element also has another quality. If we look at the earth itself, it endures. The Buddha said, you can spit on it, you can step on it, you can kick it, it never complains. Why do we? It's an investigation. What makes us complain when somebody spits on us, when somebody steps on us or kicks us? And it's nothing but earth element being touched. So our objectivity could go that far if we have an if we imbue our mind with that understanding. So it can't just be a momentary or a one-time approach. It has to be something that we repeat again and again. All insight matters. Everything that helps us to gain insight has to be repeated over and over again. And the reason for that is that although we may, the first time already, have understood it quite clearly, have no doubt about it, are perfectly in accord with it, in fact feel quite happy about it, we forget. We fall back into the old patterns. Now these old mind patterns have been established not only for decades, but probably for lifetimes. And it's not easy to get out of a habitual thought pattern, which is constantly reinforced by everybody else's thought pattern. Let's say you come home to somebody at home who has never meditated, ever heard of the Buddha's teaching, and tell this person, you know what? This body, just earth element. I think you're crazy. What do you mean earth element? Probably say you should have a cup of tea and go to bed. Our whole environment reinforces the subjective way of looking at ourselves, which makes us a personal entity, an individual, and never gives a rise to that kind of analysis so that even when we do it once we fall back into the old way because it is the established way. It's very easy to say and to think even if we don't want to. Everybody does it. It's a very common approach. One has to be 
as the Buddha was, a completely individual thinker and one with courage. It takes courage to be other and to think differently. And it takes an individuality of mind which does not need the support system of the crowd. Now, earth element being hardness is very easy to come in contact with. Everything we touch has it. And we can see that it appears to have a solidity which seems unchanging. Now there comes the fire element. Fire consumes. And the fire element makes the earth element crumble. In other words, we age and decay. But not only we age and decay, every house, every carpet, everything ages and decays because everything has a fire element which is consuming. Every element, every one of the four elements has a quality and an action to it. Now the fire element's quality is temperature and its action is consuming as fire does. And the earth element's quality is the the hardness and its action is solidifying because if it wasn't for the earth element for the solidification we would look pretty funny we'll get to that in a minute so we have quality of it and action now fire element is very easy to uh, to ascertain in the morning it's the body is cool the air is cool in the daytime it's warm in the evening it's cool again everything we touch has a temperature some of it is medium some of it is hot some of it is cool whatever it may be there's temperature in everything but the anicca the impermanence has to have some action to it and that's what the fire element does the fire element is the action in matter that gets everything to eventually disappear completely. And even if we find ruins which are 5,000 years old, well, another 5,000 years and they'll have crumbled unless the United Nations put them back together again or something like they keep doing with our ruins. This temperature again if we go inside of our body or just get in touch with it how it feels we can feel there's a certain temperature and if we want to really get to know temperature outside of ourselves we can feel the sunshine we can put our hand down on this or on the grass and there is temperature water, air, everything has temperature.
The next element is actually one which has two actions and one quality, the water element. Now the water element, as we know from our school days, is what we consist of mostly. If I remember correctly, we have almost 80% water. And yet, nobody looks like water. Have a look, nobody looks like water. How come? Because of the solidifying of the earth element. It solidifies. It has a quality, the, the action of getting things to be hard, make them hard. The water element is not only blood, urine, a tears, sweat, and all the water contained in ourselves, but it is also the binding element. So it has the action of binding. And it also has the action of sustaining. That what binds sustains. Now the binding is very easily understood when you think of a moment that you have a bit of flour and you pour water into that and what do you get? Dough. It sticks. Now if we didn't have the water element that makes everything stick together and then the earth element that solidifies all that sticky mass we wouldn't sit here in one lump. We'd have all our cells walking around separately. It would look very strange, but it would probably make it much easier not to identify with this body, because then we didn't know which cell we'd want to identify with. And since they're all more or less equally uninteresting, we'd probably lose interest in them and at least one identification system would be gone, the body. But that's not the way it is because it's impractical. And so the physical aspect of ourselves and of everything else has that binding element of water to this great extent so that everything sticks together and then the solidification of the earth element. Everything looks quite hard and solid. Now water has the life-sustaining quality also, or action, I should say, the life-sustaining action. Without water, nothing lives. Can't keep alive. Whatever is alive has to have water. And from that we can see that everything contains mostly water. Now outside, when you go outside and look at plants, you can see the same thing and in the morning particularly we can see the dew uh, should it ever rain we could see that not so common in Australia that it rains it either floods or it's utterly dry but still water has to be there there's no life can be sustained without it so the whole binding of the elements together has to have sufficient moisture so that that can happen. Now we could think for instance that a person who doesn't get enough water to drink would die from this lack of moisture. The same happens to the plants. 
So not only has it the quality of binding, it is life-sustaining, and it is, of course, the, uh, the quality that it has is this moisture. And we can... Now, you obviously can't see your own blood unless you've just cut yourself, but you can feel your saliva. as the one thing that is obviously water. So one of the ways of getting to know this from a meaningful standpoint is to feel this saliva within oneself and then recognize the fact that all the water that is outside of oneself, in the rivers, in the streams, in the rain, in the dew, in the plant itself, all of it has um, moisture in it. It's exactly the same. Water is water. It doesn't change <coughs> whether it's inside of me or whether it's inside a leaf. And if you open up a flower, a stem, you'll see there's moisture inside. And if you happen to be outside when there's dew, the same water no difference now if we do that quite in quite a meaningful way it will take away some of this idea that we are totally other than what is around us it will also take away some of this feeling of being completely um, having complete boundary where this body ends right here because the water element is right there on the earth element and it's right here these boundaries disappear a little and that gives one first of all a feeling of safety no fear nothing has the aspect of being dangerous or threatening because it's all exactly the same I am why should that which is just like myself threaten that which is exactly like it so there's no danger of threatening <clears throat> and there's no feeling of being alone just being part of the whole and it does take away some of this personal identification because of that. Now, the water element obviously is a very important one because we have so much of it inside of us. And we can't live without it. It's not difficult to live for some time, not forever, but for some time without food. And it has been done for amazing lengths of time but it is out of the question to live without water without any drink there's um, more we have <coughs> newspaper stories of people dying in the Australian desert within a very short time because of the lack of water but not because of lack of food and then we have the fourth element and that's air or wind and obviously that the breath which is the easiest to see and to, uh, to easiest to become acquainted with and of course the wind in the body and again 
it is the uh, action that it has is movement and the the quality which it has is again in the case or in our case life sustaining we can't live without that and it has also the quality of having transparency now when we look at the wind outside we can't see it it's transparent we can't see it but we can't we can feel it we, it's very difficult to see our breath when it's very very cold we can do it around Christmas time in Germany we can see our breath but we don't really like to it's too cold <laughs> but usually we can't see it. it's very difficult to see and the same for the wind outside now everything that's movement is included in air and wind wind or air element so there is movement always movement because of the fire element which consumes if there is a consummation that has to be movement it doesn't remain the same you can see that in digestion in our digestion there's a fire element without the fire element there's no digestion and there's movement and if there isn't that movement we'll also soon be dead there's got to be it's got to go in and through and out and in and through and out and if we look at ourselves in that way maybe it will take away some of that intoxication we have with this body and this is what it's all about not only identification but intoxication because the intoxication which is particularly strong the Buddha said the intoxication of youth is the fact that we think it looks nice and we think maybe we don't think ours looks so nice but we think other bodies look very nice and it doesn't always have to be human there are all sorts of bodies that we think look nice but particularly we have to refer to our own the intoxication with it brings with it a great deal of not only ownership but a great deal of concern about it which should it have any kind of difficulty and what body doesn't have some difficulty we get quite upset about it and if the difficulty is one which seems to be life-threatening we get more than upset usually people have all sorts of reactions to that so if we start at a time before all this happens with taking the body apart into its necessary components which this is one way of doing it we will see that there's nothing really there which we could see as me all that is there are the four primary, four primary elements which all work together to get this thing going movement so that we can breathe movement so that we can digest fire so that it gets consumed 
so earth element so that it gets hard and doesn't fall apart and the water so that it has life sustaining and is um, bound together it helps one to look at oneself in a totally different way and when one starts looking at oneself in a totally different way everything falls into a totally different slot I sometimes compare the Buddhist teaching with a jigsaw puzzle and if one picks out one of those jigsaw pieces like for instance I want to meditate and be happy in my meditation one never sees the whole picture one can't pick one of those bits there are maybe maybe one of those jigsaw puzzles that has a thousand pieces and if we start putting them in we'll see the picture so this is one of the jigsaw puzzles to look at oneself in the way of the four elements and by the same token look at outside of oneself with also that in mind and see the connection this movement of the wind element can be seen in everything outside everything moves as soon as the wind comes but that's not all the sap in the tree is the water element if the sap does not rise the tree starts dying movement the fire element which consumes the earth element of the tree makes it decay is movement that consummation is movement so it isn't only the wind that comes from the sky and blows about that is that wind element it is more than that look around tomorrow when you're outside and see it outside and see it within it is a very important insight method it is an insight method which there are two more elements which are one of them is mental and one of them is still physical but those four which I have now explained are the most important ones to change our outlook upon ourselves see we see ourselves as a feeling and thinking and quite um, an entity which is quite in charge of what is happening for us and around us we seem to be in control everybody likes to be in control at least of themselves and some people would like to be in control of a few other people also but that's neither here nor there that's just one of our other absurdities but in reality we're in control of nothing absolutely nothing because what happens is that we respond with boring regularity to all our triggers constantly in the same way it's all predictable and unless we take a real step into insight we'll continue to do so until our death 
and then of course the next entity that arises will do the same thing over and over again there's nobody in control of anything this idea that we have that there's really somebody there makes us think that we can be in charge of our responses we can learn that but as it is we're not so if we look at this in the way of the four elements we will see that this body that we have so much concern with because it contains the senses and itself has the touch uh, sensation that this body that apparently is there to give us the input of the senses and thereby satisfy us is nothing of the kind it's nothing else except that what we see everywhere put together out of those elements and it is also very useful to inquire into oneself if one could find something else other than those four that this body consists of and again if you do find something do let me know the Buddha didn't find anything but who knows this is the way he explained it and it is quite possible to verify that and this is what the Buddha's teaching expects one to do to take the instructions and then verify them oneself there's nothing there's never is it requested that one should believe anything because that doesn't help anybody now let's just assume for a moment that everybody here believes wholeheartedly oh yes four elements that's all I consist of what difference would that make to one's life nothing nothing at all it wouldn't have made any impact in fact one would probably have forgotten it by day after tomorrow if not tomorrow but when one feels it and sees it with one's inner vision and knows it for a fact from one's own experimentation then it makes an impression and then one can go back to that understanding over and over again which I mentioned earlier so that it becomes one's own second nature to look at oneself in that way and then not looking at oneself in that way one might think oh that's not nice at all then I wouldn't want to buy any new clothes just for the four elements who needs new clothes for the four <laughs> elements quite so who does nobody totally unnecessary so there we are this gives one a different viewpoint I was going to tell you about another inside method but I think it's too much I'll leave that for tomorrow I'd much rather have you try this one and when I say try this one again I'd like to remind you 
that if the mind feels calm and you can actually stay on the breath as you have chosen whichever method you have chosen and if it wasn't the first ones weren't successful I hope you've tried the others which I mentioned then please do real insight comes from real calm calm is the means insight is the goal but if the mind keeps chattering away and doesn't want to get calm or it feels drowsy and sleepy disinterested in anything give it something interesting to do look at yourself in the way of the four elements another way of using the meditative process in any case do it now and then in order to bring the insight method into the practice if we wait until we have calm perfected from the first to the eighth jhana we mightn't live long enough to get insight it may take a long time and it isn't necessary according to the Buddha's teaching to have all eight jhana well, all eight absorptions one can gain perfect insight even from the first one which is unlikely that one does it one needs a bit more than that but in any case we need to combine both directions and again I'm harping on it because I have over the years noticed again and again that there is the greatest of confusion in people's minds what is calm and what is insight you ask them what they're doing what kind of meditation and people tell you they're doing vipassana I mean what does that mean they're doing insight one well, wonderful I hope they've got it but what sort what method what am I doing am I trying to become calm am I trying to gain insight now I think that in this case in your case it's quite clear by now that isn't please ask because I have said it so often I have no compunction about repeating myself because we do have quite a lot of time here and I know which of the things that one hears are presenting usually the greatest source or cause for difficulty I'd like you to give uh, have some time now to ask questions if you like space and consciousness the two other elements are space and consciousness but consciousness of course is not a, a physical animal but space is a physical and because they are really only um, quite clear through the meditative process and do not concern so much the uh, analysis of the body I'll leave it out my consciousness doesn't uh, concern the analysis of the body at all but uh, space does there are spaces within but it isn't that what is meant with, with it so it is um, uh, not necessary in this case to uh, use those two space is just 
Nee, ich weiß ich nicht. Ähm, äh, Space ist die, ist die fünfte Jana. Fünfte Absorption. Äh, Raum. Nicht Ether. Ether. Ether ist Ether. Das Space ist Raum. Ähm, ich weiß gar nicht, was die Ether ist. <lacht> ich weiß nur, dass es Raum ist. <lacht> okay, any other question? Is the difference between calm and insight totally clear? That you're never going to get it confused again in your whole life? Right? Okay, good. Do you mostly talk to myself? Uh, I know what you're saying, but now look. Right this moment, can you feel the temperature of your body? Okay. So you've got the fire element right there. Okay? Now, can you sometimes feel the digestion taking place? Okay, that's a fire element consuming. Something's got to do that. So that's the consummation there. All right. Now, can you feel yourself sitting on the chair? The seat of yourself on the chair. Okay. Earth element. Two earth elements touching. If there wasn't there, there wouldn't be the hardness from the one to the other. Right? Okay. Can you feel your saliva? Water element. No question about it. Right? So are the tears. So if you cut yourself, you see the blood coming out. Well, I mean, it looks red, but never looks blue or white it always looks red it doesn't matter who's got it so you've got your water element there right well let, let's stay to stick with the saliva because that's present now okay can you feel the breath coming in and out okay wind element what else but you don't those four words are giving it like um, um, it's a concept words are concepts to solidify an idea, uh, something that one knows. We can't do without them. So if you don't like to call it fire element, call it temperature. It's not like in the cold, it's just that my mind gets bored very quickly with it. It, it, it won't stay with it. It's not, it's, I don't think bored is the right word. It's repelled by it. Exactly. So it won't stay with it. Exactly. And okay, now. So, that repelled is the, is the hate element, right? I don't like this, right? Okay, investigate. I don't want to know about this. Why? Find out. It's very interesting. What could be more interesting than finding out about oneself? Sure, you're supposed to become calm, but that's not the... the uh, um, purpose of the exercise that's only the, the the pathway so find out why don't I like this why don't I like to know about myself being only the four elements hmm? and when you get an answer question the answer you get you 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 get a perfect um, scenario 
Very interesting. Maybe you don't want to do anything about the scenario. That's okay. But at least you've got it. It's going to be so clear as if it was uh, on a piece of paper written in front of your eyes. Do it. It's interesting. <laughs> Never mind. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an uh, it's a good way of being honest about oneself to oneself, just to oneself, because that is also part of the path. The spiritual path has within it the honesty to oneself. If we ha- like to hide the ba- behind something, then, as you can see, not much of the path is really open because we're putting some bushes in the way behind which we could hide. We only leave one little path open. And in actual matter, you are um, honest about yourself to yourself. So, do the whole scenario again. Let's see it. And look at the cause for it. What's the underlying cause for that whole scenario? And then look at it and say, all right, you might say then, well, that's the way it is. Okay, so that's the way it is. That's all right too. And take the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> it's it's fine, you know. It's it's really truly. But the the thing that is really important is to know that about oneself. That's really important. And then the rest is next time around (laughs) I mean there's no guarantee that if one now looks at oneself in the way of the four elements that one isn't going to have a next time around I mean that doesn't guarantee anything yet but it's very important to get the whole matter clear in one's mind how far one wants to go okay what else have we got anything else Now then, I have a question. Was anyone able today, when we were outside, to hear the sound, whatever it was, without making up the uh, recognition of it in the mind? Yes? Yes? And then, sound only, could you feel the vibration of the sound? Could you actually, with that feeling, use that meditatively? That feeling of the vibration. Yeah? Good. You too? So that means, if that is possible to do, one need never be disturbed if one is alert by any noise factor when one wants to meditate. But there is also a limit, of course. Uh, for instance, we have in Germany, I don't know the English word, a Tiefflieger, what is that? Those aeroplanes, they come right down on top of us. And they, they, I think they break the sound barrier while they're doing that. I mean, it is just horrible. 
There's no way you can meditate on that. It's so uh, disturbing. So just as with pain, one has a threshold, there is a threshold to that too. But the sounds which are here, and this is a very nice and quiet place, most of them are quite all right, especially the natural ones. And they are very, they lend themselves to that, that one doesn't use the mind to explain them, but just hears the vibration of it. Now that is not only beneficial so that one doesn't get disturbed when there's noise around one, one wants to meditate, but it has another very um, great insight of factor attached to it, namely that one recognizes and one does recognize that very quickly that we don't hear anything that we think we're hearing all we ever hear is sound we never hear somebody scolding we never hear nonsense being spoken we never hear any unpleasantness it's always the mind making it up. And if we can get that through our skull for once and for all, there would never be any need to react to anything that's being said in any negative way. Because it's sound okay. The mind makes it all up. Now it's only possible to recognize that if one has actually done it once, twice, three times, four times, there's a sound and nothing else except sound. Stopping right then and there. And then, not only do we have to react, there's another thing that comes from that. That we finally one day see ourselves for what we really are. It's not this... Um, person that has all these feelings and sensi sensibilities and sen sensitivities and, and, and likes and dislikes no, it's always our mind making it all up that's all that it really is and so we can see that we have this pre-programmed um, process going on the same buttons are constantly being pushed and we've got the same program being printed. Sense contact, hearing. Immediately, we get a feeling from that, but we don't notice that. We're much too, too um, inattentive to notice that. So then, when we hear that, immediately we label. That's the next step, the feeling we don't get into we label and the label may say um, nonsense we hear something and the label says nonsense and then the mind reacts to that but in reality that label nonsense has already been a mind made idea which has no reality other than our viewpoint that's all there is, just our viewpoint. Because the next person who hears that same thing may say, wonderful, that's what I've always wanted to know. And believe me, it's not far-fetched. 
That happens all the time. From that, we can again, again get an understanding of what this person really is. It's not this great sensitivity and sensibility and, and individuality and personality, but what it is, is the mind reacting to input. That's all that's happening. If we once don't react, then we know the difference. The difference between just hearing and explaining. It's very interesting to do and gives one a renewed insight into oneself. Is that quite clear? Please put the attention on the breath for just a few moments. Think of yourself as your own best friend, the one you can rely on to help you, to make you happy, to know what's best for you, to love you. Fill yourself with that friendship and embrace yourself with love. Think of yourself as the best friend of the person sitting nearest you in this room. Fill him or her with your helpfulness, your care, your concern. Being at that person's disposal Fill him or her with the sincerity of such a friendship and embrace him or her with your love.
And now think of yourself as the best friend of everyone here. Embrace everyone with your friendship and love. Fill everyone with your wish to help, your care and concern for everyone's well-being. Feel that friendship and let it go into each person's heart. Now think of yourself as the best friend of your parents, whether they're still alive or not. Fill them with the sincerity of your friendship, your gratitude, your wish to help, your care and concern. Embrace them with your love. Think of yourself as the best friend of those who are nearest and dearest to you. At their disposal to help and to support. Fill them with your friendship. Surround them with your love. Now think of all your good friends. Let them arise before your mind's eye. Be their best friend. Fill them with your friendship, with your sincerity, your gratitude that you 
have them as your friends your care and concern for them embrace them with your love Think of all the people who are part of your life. People at work, neighbors, acquaintances, relations. People in offices you may visit, on the street, on your travels, salespeople. Let them arise before your mind's eye. Be their best friend, caring and concerned, willing to help. Fill them from head to toe with your friendship. Surround and embrace them with your love. Think of any one person whom you may not like very much, have difficulties with, or towards whom you feel totally indifferent. Be a best friend for that person also, taking him or her into your heart, making no difference between people. Fill him or her with your friendship, surround him or her with your love. And now open your heart as wide as you can and let friendship and love flow out of it to people near and far. First to those who may be in these buildings. 
assisted who live here and then to the people in the houses around here and then the people in the whole town just let it flow like carried with the wind to everyone friendship and love togetherness care and concern knowing only then can we live together we go to towns further afield small medium and large everywhere people and let your own idea roam as far and wide as you can think of people being here and there as far and wide as the strength of your heart and the strength of your friendship will carry so that you can touch the hearts of others Put your attention back on yourself. And recognize the beauty and the harmony of friendship and love. Fill yourself with friendship for yourself. Embrace yourself with love feeling clear and protected at ease
male beings be friends with each other.